Psalm 89, verse 20. Can we all read, please? One go. Uh huh. Uh huh. Let's start again. Uh huh. For the last time, let's be loud. Uh huh. I have found David, my servant. We all know David to be a king, right? He was the king of Israel, but God found in him a servant. I have found David, my servant. So he was a king. I have found David, my servant. David, my servant. I have found David, my servant. With my holy oil, have I anointed him. I am talking on this thing because it takes the spirit of service or servanthood to rise up in God. You cannot rise up only because you are born again. The born or the being born again is the beginning of a new life. And there is how to walk this, this new life in order to become better. And one of the things that will cause you to rise very high is the spirit of servanthood. Servants, um, you see, when you look all throughout the Bible, all the great people in the Bible were raised and found as servants. Moses, in Joshua chapter number 1, Verse number one, God said to Joshua, he says, Moses, my servant is dead. Moses, my servant is dead. So there was a servant in Moses. Although he was known to be a great prophet, one who was made as the first type of Jesus. Before Jesus, Moses was a prototype. The first copy of Jesus was Moses. And one day the guy said, God will raise a prophet like me. And he was talking about Jesus. So Moses was in the class of Jesus. Praise God. But God said in Joshua chapter number one, verse number one, he said, Moses, my servant. So whilst he was that powerful as a prophet and a very influential person who could defeat Pharaoh, there was a servant in him. It is what God saw. One day God said to Moses, he says, I have made thee a God. And your brother Aaron shall be your spokesman. He shall be your mouth. That means I have made you a God. And when God says, he had, when he said he had made Moses a God, what he meant was that Moses wouldn't necessarily need to go and pick things always from God to do. Whatever he says will be established. Are you getting it? That is how far and how deep Moses was. Yet God said, Moses my servant. So regardless of the positions, the heights of glory and power, fame and influence that Moses had on earth, God saw one unique life, unique virtue and grace on this great man known as a servant. 
and now can you can you imagine someone that God saw a servant in did not live as a slave of men he broke the arms of Pharaoh destroyed the gods of Egypt and changed the judgments of Pharaoh that powerful man over Israel he changed it by his appearance he confronted Pharaoh as much as and as long as he could why being a servant doesn't mean you are a slave of people it is the key way to rise up into heights of glory anybody that has the spirit before God will be raised by him the spirit of a servant hallelujah Jesus Christ came on earth as powerful as he was he said that he came to serve he came to serve he came to serve so any time in Jesus' life he was looking for means to serve people he served the disciples he served people around him he attended to places he went to places he did things for God he served at God's feet although he was God but he was a servant one day two disciples of Jesus they were arguing on who was the greatest disciple among them. Oh, I met him first. I'm the greatest. No, 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 no. You, I do much for him. Although you met him first, I do much for him. I'm the greatest. People know me more. I'm close to him. I go to every place with him. I'm the greatest. So as they were arguing and they couldn't find the right answer, they now went to Jesus to hear what he had to say. He says, Master, who is the greatest amongst He says, the greatest amongst you is what? The least, the servant amongst you. He says, the greatest amongst you is the one that is least. That you are made least through service. The one who knows how to serve in God's presence and God's sight. He is the greatest. The greatest is not the one in the most expensive jeans most expensive jackets, most expensive shoe, but the greatest according to God's standard and understanding is the one who has a servanthood spirit. Who is a great man in the world? The one who has the best cars, best of cars, beautiful houses, whatever, whatever. That person is nothing before God. But then who is the greatest in the presence of God? It is that guy whose heart is ready and willing to serve God no matter what. Has a servanthood spirit. That man is great in the sight of God. So we've got to understand that when we have come into the faith of Jesus, into the very gracious kingdom of our God, we have to understand how things work in our kingdom so that we don't make the mistake of Choosing a life we are not meant to walk. I pray for somebody. The grace to understand the kingdom work comes upon you now. So, you may be proud. You may be arrogant. And I have seen arrogance at work in people in my life. And I have seen pride at work in people also in my life. I know the result of it. I bless God that I knew the spirit of humility early. Because if I had gone to know it, or if I had known it later, very late in life, I would have suffered. Although I would repent, I couldn't have it. I couldn't, 
I wouldn't have been able to achieve much. It takes the spirit of humility to be able to achieve much in the presence of God. Can I tell you something? The government will not come to your hall and knock and give you television. The government will not come to solve your problems for you. They will not do that. What the government does is that throws the things out there. Survival of the fittest. If you're able to knock your head through I, by who you know or whatever, you may get a chance. It's may. You may. But in the kingdom of God, there is a prescribed package for each and every one of us. And the condition is for you to believe. So we have to understand how as kingdom children, how we ought to walk in order to be great. Because some people will have the best in this life and will be empty in the presence of God. That should be very important to you. You are known by everybody, but you are known as nothing in the presence of God. How then do you attain unto greatness? Jesus said, the greatest amongst you is the servant. Jesus did not walk with a master consciousness. People called him master. He never told anybody, I am master, I am boss, I am this. No. But they recognized mastery in him. Although he was a servant. We have a mentality that, oh, now that Pastor Daniel is sending you, now that you are running errands for Pastor Daniel, you have been belittled. Once you think like that, you see, I've had people who have never been able to be blessed. I can send them from here to Sugakope. They can't be blessed. Why? When I sent them, they felt belittled. They did not embrace the grace of serving a man of God. Regardless of whatever company you are working in, you are a doctor, you are whatever, you are great in the presence of God if you can save. If you want to mind your own business, God will also mind his own business and not mind your life. But people who have hearts to mind the business of God, he will create avenues for you. Cause a way for you. He will create a way for you. He will open door. He will help you to get out of sickness and never to be sick. Are you getting me at all? Receive the spirit to serve God with all your heart and with all your mind. The spirit to be a servant in your church. Serving God in the house where you fellowship. Receive it in the name of Jesus. To the world you are the most stupid. But to God you are the greatest. To your friends, you are the most stupid. But to God, you are the greatest. Are you getting me at all? I pray that grace upon your life. Now let's go, come here and break this scripture. So take us back to Psalm 89 verse number 20. Quickly. He now says, I have found. So let's look at it. I have. I have found David my servant. With my holy oil. So now, when you look at this scripture, you can see that before God ever poured oil on him, he was found a servant. He was always serving. Before God poured, you see, we need every kind and type of anointing on our heads. The anointing for prosperity, the anointing for this, anointing for that, anointing for that. And it takes the anointing to enter into exploits, to do great things. Without the anointing, you can't do great things. Hey, are you getting me at all? Without the anointing, you cannot do mighty things for God. But before God poured his holy oil 
on David, he was found a servant. That means he was serving God not for anointing. He was serving God because he loved God and was committed to God. He believed in God and was committed to God. And he started serving. He lived his life as a servant. So, from the beginning, God found him as a servant. In the course of his life, after he was given the throne of Israel, he was still a servant. After he died, he was still a servant. He did not switch by the influence of the title or the opportunities that came his way. David lived his life as although he was the king, but he was a king servant. You may be the MD, but you can be an, the, an MD servant of God. Are you listening to me? So he said, I have found David my servant, not my pastor, not my king, my servant. And God takes delight in people that serve him. So you want to beat down Satan and cause the unusual to happen on your life. Be prepared to serve God. Strangely, human beings can serve other human beings like crazy, but can't spend that ounce of energy on God. I have found Daniel, my servant. I've been sweeping. I will be sweeping and my church members will pass by. Many years ago, I was sweeping, sweeping and preparing the place for service. And one lady was passing by. She just passed by and greeted me. Pastor, I said, I said, And she passed by me and I was sweeping. When I come to this environment, from the first place till upstairs, thousands of people can come up and down. They will see what I see. Because if there are rubbish on the floor, it will remain until I speak. It is a condition of the heart. It is a lost desire. When the desire is not there, you can't see anything. If it is not a spirit in you, you have the same eye that I have, the same mind and head as I have. You have everything as every other person has, but you cannot have the heart to see what he sees. Are you listening to me? In the early days of ministry, a lady came to church and she had nowhere to sleep. And one church member actually brought her. She brought her to come and serve her. But the lady had a child, a northerner, and they have a place to sleep. So one day when this lady was coming to church, she came along with the homeless lady. After church, she was still hanging around. I went to her. What's wrong? Are you okay? She was down. Are you okay? Are you fine? Pastor, she, she was sleeping in a kiosk. And they've sacked her. She doesn't know where to go. And she had a dream. So my office then, I was preparing it to use as an office. So immediately I said, okay, so come. I got her mattress. I said, go and sleep. First day, it was, I didn't know her. I asked her to go into the room. And she slept. She and her baby. I gave her money for food. And I asked her, what do you do? She said she, she used to clean, work with a woman who was selling food and all that. So I said, what can you do apart from that? Which she, could, she said she could sell oranges. So I gave her money to buy a bag of oranges. Because she said it aloud. Pastor, I'm the one you helped. I'm the one you helped. Some people can't remember what you do for them. The lady's a powerful woman. 
was such a great feeling. It was very fulfilling. Amen. For you to be, you see, if you don't have a servant spirit, you always put your need ahead of what you're supposed to do for others, what you're supposed to do for God. It is a spirit you must have. It is what? A spirit you must have. <laughs> it's a spirit you must have. My son's school fees, I spent it on church one day. After I got it, I spent it again. I didn't tell my wife. on your life. We don't only attract oil by receiving prayers and laying on of hands. David, he says, I have found David my servant with my holy oil have I anointed him. So, the servitude hearts that had to serve God attracted anointing on David's life. There are human mysteries on it. I want to remain a mystery. How? Did he get that? How can you do that? How is he able to do it? How? Listen, you can be a mystery to people around you if you set your heart right. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. You will buy things, people will be shocked. You will go to places, people will be shocked. Your life will turn around, it will shock everybody when your heart is willing to serve God. I had no senior pastor over me, but I went to the race course and I was preaching from one car to the other. I was no senior pastor of any church. I had no senior pastor over me. I was a free-range pastor. And I organized my own puppet. One bus to the other. And I was preaching Jesus passionately. I found David my servant. With my holy oil, I anointed him. Listen, life is a process. And God is a God of process. You've got to start from somewhere. Are you getting me at all? You've got to start from somewhere. Things just don't happen. There are buttons to press. One of them is the supernatural button of kingdom service. Becoming a mule for God to sit upon you. And to be used for his profit. He will now set you up with his holy oil. Receive grace on your head. I have found David, my servant. Regardless of your family background and your tribe, let them call you a nordner. Nordness are this, nordness are that. Southness are this, they are this. 
Oh, Asante is still better than notness. Still well and not better. That feeling you still realize that you are still poor. You are going down, 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 down. There's one Nodna guy whose grace has located. He will feed you one day. You'll be shocked. I pray the release of grace upon somebody here. To appear as a servant in the presence of God. Receive it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. What does it mean when God said, I have found David? How can a man or how will you be found? There is a place where you as a person resides. Man is a spirit. Listen to this. You are not a soul. You are a spirit with a soul in a body. Spirit will come together. Forms what? Now, for a man to be found, he is found at the place of the heart. The heart, the reproductive organ of the spirit. Get this. Forever keep it. If you want that organ that reproduces, it is your heart. The heart is the reproductive organ of the spirit. For spirits to be reproduced and multiply, they multiply with the spiritual organ of the heart. So for God to double himself, he must come into my heart. Then you have two. Then he will come to another heart. Three. Come into another heart. Four. Another five. And it continues. Are you getting me at all? Now, for God to find you, he founds you at the place of your heart, not your mouth. Amen. What you say does not commit God as much as what your heart says. That is why David says, we believe, therefore we speak. That means you say what you believe. Say positive things, say positive things, it will happen. That's for the world. Eastern religion, that's what they do. I can't teach the same as an Eastern religion lesson. Buddha says, say positive things. And me too, I'll come and say, say positive things. It's not true. You're of a different class. I say, say what you believe. Any banker can tell you to say what is. So he says, I have found David. I have found David. How did he find him? He found him by his heart. Because as a little child, he cared not what his brothers were doing and whatever he loved to serve his father. Whilst all the brothers were working as military men for money, for wages, David was in the bush alone, catering for his father's sheep. And he was never tired doing it. Heart. If you tell David, uh, David, if you ask him, between this one and that one, which one, which one will you do? He will tell you, I love to take care of the sheep. So naturally, his father saw that he was commonly around the sheep. He attended to them and could take good care of them. He knew when each one would deliver, what time they had to be, whatever. Uh, he knew how to, he understood their health because of his hearts. Until one day, this man David took the sheep to the bush and a lion, can you imagine? A lion came and caught just one of the sheep, just one of them and was running with it. David said, he chased after the lion. He says, one is too much to be lost. And he chased after the lion and caught the lion, smote the lion and took the sheep out. That must be a crazy, you must have passion for even human beings. It's not easy to go and chase after a lion for your fellow human beings. How much more a sheep? Strange passion, strange fire that was burning in the guy. And it was, on the, it was the fire of service. He couldn't afford to lose one Go home and tell his dad, Papa, I've lost one because of a lion. I pray that you don't lose any part of your destiny. Every area of your life, you must win it. How you get into marriage, win it. How you become a boss, you must win it. 
one day you become different things. You become a mother, you become a colleague at the office, you become um, you become a church worker, you become a wife, you become a don't be a good wife and a bad colleague. Are you getting me at all? Don't be a good colleague and a bad wife. Are you getting me at all? Don't be a good wife and be a bad church worker. Are you getting me at all? I pray the grace to win every side of your destiny in the name of Jesus. Now, so God found David from his heart. And because he found him, that it was the condition of his heart. He loved it. You see, some people are conditioned to do things. And people are naturally born or they are graced by heaven to do it. Be graced by heaven to serve him. When you are conditioned to serve God, listen to me. Service, as I'm saying, do not go like that. You will meet different phases, different people, different situations, different dimensions of the work. Maybe now we may not call you consistently. Come and do this. By the time it's coming, you can't spend too much time for yourself. Are you getting me at all? But a true servant at all times and in all situations will serve. When you are in a boat with someone and he begins to sink, don't run away. Get a bucket. Many people in this boat, when there is a challenge, they are nowhere to be found. When the situation turns a certain way, they are nowhere to be found. They are not heard of. come upon you tonight, today in the name of Jesus. Now, so you want the anointing, after David was serving and loved to serve, the anointing of God came upon his life. That is how, if you want God's anointing to influence your life, your marriage, your health, everything, you want the anointing to remain on you extraordinarily, you have to be committed to service. Say, I'm committed to service. Come and say with passion, say, I'm committed to service. Come and say with passion. Say, I'm committed to service. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Now, let's go to Psalm 89. The same Psalm. Let's go to verse 21. Look at what happened there. He says, I have found David my servant. With my holy oil have I what? Anointed him. Right? Verse 21. He says, With whom my hand shall be established. With whom my hand shall be established. One of the reasons why it's so important to be a servant is that without servants, God's hand cannot be established on earth. It took a man to ordain me into ministry. God called me, but a man affirmed or confirmed the calling on my life. David was chosen as a king, but it took a man to confirm the kingship on him. So he says, with whom my hand shall be established. God says, with a servant man, my hand will be established. My arm also shall strengthen him. The Hebrew word for the word established is kum. And properly it means erect. To erect something. That is to cause something to stand perpendicular. To cause something to be fixed. Something to be established. Do you know what that means? Listen to me. Those of you that are born again, all of us that are born again, without a servant, a choice servant of God in any family, God's order and grace cannot establish in that house. People don't know. Some of you, we're calling you into service and God has called us into service, not alone for him, but also for us because it takes the hand of a servant in a family for God's divine order, counsels, and thoughts and decisions to be established. Without a choice servant, it doesn't work. Watch this word well. He says kun. It means to erect properly for something to stand perpendicular. What it also means is that for you to fix something, applicatively, it means to provide. 
to provide. That means, so what he says, with whom my hand shall make provision. Are you getting it? So God has something to do for every family, every nation, every continent. But it will take the hand of certain men who are in his presence as servants for God to be able to bring what he wants to do for us. When I got born again, all my siblings are born again. Well, I remember when we were, we were at Power Chapel, there was a meeting and I was there with my brother. And when we were standing there, I prayed a prayer. I said, Lord, open his eyes. I didn't pray. I didn't shout it for him to hear. I said, Lord, open his high eyes and let him see your glory. After the service, he came to me. He said, what I saw? When the bishop, archbishop was ministering, he saw fire. He saw what? Something, something. Angels or something. He said he saw something in that meeting. He was not properly born again, but he saw it. So when Jesus encountered Zacchaeus, he says, today has salvation come into what? Your house. Are you getting me at all? Why? He became the mainstream for the grace and the judgment of God to be established in the house. So some of you, when you reject church and you quit Christ, you reject Jesus, you don't make time for him, you cannot serve, you are denying your family some people's marriages. You are denying your family some people's upliftment. You are denying and closing the gates of favor from entering your family. But after this morning, grace is coming on you in the name of Jesus. I said grace is coming on you in the name of Jesus. As a servant of God, only privileged by God, I have become a divine order. There are, there's no pastor like me in my family. No pastor. Mother side, father side, nobody. Doing ministry like I'm doing, nobody. Are you getting me at all? And we keep breaking the records. I took myself to the university. I married through proper engagement and wedding. Are you listening to me? It doesn't happen from where I'm coming from. It takes grace to do what we are doing. My father never bought a car. Never owned a car. Grace, are you getting me at all? Huh? Come on. Are you sure you're getting me? I am not bragging. God have mercy on my little me. I just want to open your eyes to the realities of heaven that comes into a family by virtue.